Hey, Rob Brown here. This is the Success in Accounting podcast. As part of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, the show goes out every Monday to over 30,000 accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers, fintech professionals all over the world. And we are departing from our usual kind of shows that we do here on the Monday Success in Accounting show to bring you some relevant news as we edge towards 2023. We come to the end of 2022. We're emerging from the pandemic. And I've chosen a selection of high-quality guests to just review 2022 and the whole pandemic thing for the accounting profession and the fintechs, the governing bodies, the software companies, the vendors, the professional institutes, associations, networks, alliances that serve the accounting profession. What have been the challenges, the opportunities? What have we learned? And then these same people are looking ahead to 2023 as a preview to the year, identifying some of the challenges and the opportunities and what might be coming up for the accounting profession. So enjoy these for the next few weeks. We'll go December and into January to tee you up for the whole year and give you the very best insights on what is happening wherever you are in the world. And uh, we hope you'll enjoy them. Then we'll be picking up on our series of women in accounting panels looking at diversity, DEI, and getting the views and insights from some of the most senior women leaders in the accounting and fintech world from all over, and talking about their journeys and their leadership lessons. Enjoy the show, and let's get started. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Success in Accounting. Sponsored by IRIS. It's Rob Brown here with the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, five shows going out every day of the week. We're doing a quick series to finish 2022 and go into 2023 with some very distinguished thought leaders in the accounting world to talk about what's happened and what is going to happen. I'm thrilled to have me today uh, from Prime Global. It's Stephen Heathcote. Hello, Steve. Hi, Rob. Good to see you again. Steve, wonderful to have you with us. You've been a guest on the show before. For people that haven't come across you, just tell us a little bit about you and who you represent. Thanks, Rob. Uh, yes, and thank you for having me back. My name is Steve Heathcote. I'm chief executive of an association called Prime Global. We're around 300 firms worldwide in around 950 locations around the world. Lots of different size, shapes, diversity. And our key goal really is to make sure our firms are ready for the future and ready for the demands their clients are going to have of them. Really looking forward to what you've got to say today, because you're in a unique space, Stephen, to speak about the whole of the profession. You're talking to managing partners and leaders and accounting firms every day, and so are your boards. So you've got a handle on what is happening. So let's kick off and ask you, how would you sum up 2022 for the accounting profession? Any surprises or key findings or outcomes for you? I'd say it's been a very, very busy year, but also very, very demanding year as well as we've come from this transition away from the pandemic and there's been huge demand for accounting services and I think the value of those accounting services is stronger than ever before and there has been some really interesting developments over the course of 2022 as well which could shape the future of the profession quite dramatically actually so we look at what happened with EY and the announcement this year that they may split out their audit services from their advisory that's a, that's the direction they're going down 
well, that's going to have a massive potential implication. If I think about my own career, I've been a professional accountant now for probably 30 years, actually. I'm getting a little bit old, but about around 30 years. But it's always been accounting firms are doing audit, tax, accountancy. Well, are we going to have specialised audit firms? And is that, what, is that what expected in the market? So a massive development in terms of what could happen in the future. And then also, and I think this is hugely positive for the profession, we have the establishment of the International uh, Sustainability Standards Board happened in 2022, and we have sustainability standards. So what a fantastic opportunity for the profession to step in and actually give uh, assurance and, re and re prepare reports about the whole impact of businesses happening on wider society. To me, that probably means I'm now more optimistic about the profession and what we can achieve than I ever have been in 30 years because the potential is huge. But it does feel like we're at a crossroads and we have to make some choices about are we going to grab those opportunities and are we are we ready are we ready to do so i'm certainly going to ask you later in this interview what's coming up in 2023 and where the opportunities are and certainly environmental social governance is very much on the agenda for that one so what kind of shape do you feel the profession is in as we emerge not just from 2022 steve but from the pandemic generally it seems like we're easing out of things now and uh, there's been something of a shake-up. Is it in good shape? In many ways, it is in good shape. And I think it's in a much better shape than it was before pandemic, because what the pandemic made us do is go through a lot of changes and lots of things you, Rob, has been banging the drum about for a long time. And I've been trying to encourage firms to do things with technology and to invest in their people more, develop the advisory skills which are needed for the future. They've had to take those steps just to be able to operate and serve their clients. So that's been... A extremely positive and actually what I've seen with some of the partners I work with is because they lean back into their clients and they actually started to reach out to them and find out how they're doing through the pandemic what are the big decisions they have to make how can they help them survive how can they help them take new opportunities it's almost like a, a spark went back into their eyes because they, they just they, they reminded them why, why they're doing this in the first place and that that's been fantastic so in that sense I think we are in, in a better shape than we were but where i do have a real concern is huge demand huge need for accountants more than ever ever before but people are not coming to the profession so if you actually look at the shape of the profession and are, are the next generation coming through i talked to my own two children they're not interested in accountancy they, they they look at the tech companies they look at these roles which seem really exciting to them they look at the corporate sector they look at the googles they think about accountants as well that's a lot of hard work and it's probably a little bit boring. So we've got a huge amount of work to do to reposition and revitalize the profession so it does become attractive. We all know it's a great, great profession to be in. It's, it's served us so well, but we're not selling it well. My mother, who is of an age, and so am I, passed on a box to me just recently with all of my old school reports from when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 and coming up through school. And I'm going to have a good look through them at Christmas. I did okay at school. I wasn't one of the most academic, but I was fairly bright enough to get by so I guess if you were giving accountants a school report a percentage or an a b or c or a mark out of 10 how would you rank them in terms of how they've performed over the last year or two Steve oh thanks Rob well, I know you were a teacher yourself so you know you've seen a lot of these reports I'm sure <laughs> I've written many as a group. former high school math teacher for sure uh, absolutely so I would say for efforts it's a because in terms of the commitment people have put into their clients busy seasons that never end the care and to care about the quality, care about what they're doing, care about the clients in front of them. You, you can't fault the profession. But in terms of your question about performance and delivery, I'd have to say a C plus, but we're moving in the right direction. And the reason I'd say a C plus is we're still not there in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. If I look at the, the board table and Prime Global, it's still 
absolutely male dominated. That's the same across most accounting firms. There are some positive signs. There are things, and I know you've been, Rob, for your podcast, trying to encourage and inspire uh, more female leaders to come forward. And I'm sure that's helped to make an impact. But we're a long way off at the moment. Embracing technology, we still fear change. There's huge opportunity, as I mentioned before, around environmental, social and governance opportunities. The profession are worried about that. The firms kind of step back and wait and they're not sure they're confident they can do the work. And absolutely, we have to make this shift more to an advisory mindset. But accountants still struggle with that. They tend to do the work in front of them. They can be a little bit blinkered and they have to start talking to their clients and understand their business. We've progressed and that C plus, I think, can move to a B and hopefully to an A. We're not there yet. Good, but could do better, as we would say as a teacher. And the world needs us to do better. What have you seen from the ecosystem of software and fintech and vendors surrounding the accountants, Stephen? Have you got any thoughts about them? Because there's a lot going on there too. Yeah, the vendors, are, what's really, I've really noticed in the firms now, and this again was kind of speeded up during the pandemic, actually, there, there's a real realisation that their whole service to their client is actually dependent on those vendors and services. So it's absolutely critical to their business. All parts of their business, be it onboarding, clients, their billing, their payroll, their, their actual service delivery, be it accounting or tax, they're all dependent on cloud-based vendors and products. So uh, there's been a real realization across the accounting firms, well, if those, if that, if they're, they're determining our price, they're determining the service level, they're determining our, our client's experience, we better select the right vendors, we better get vendors who can support and help us and listen to our clients. So that kind of combination and partnership between accounting firms and those vendors, I think is now stronger than ever before. And what where there's also now much more realization is how do you join all that up? And you hear firms all the time talking about their technology stacks or their app stacks. And it is all about that integration around the client, but they can only do that in partnership with vendors. A quick comment on the associations, networks, alliances space, Steve, this is a world that you move in obviously at the highest levels. You talk to your peers, your fellow CEOs. We know this consolidation, a lot of movement in the accounting world. We know it's the same in the fintech software space. What's happening in your world? How would you sum up 2022? There is definitely that wave of consolidations, and that's fueled by a number of things. There's the private equity funding going into the profession. There's the fact that firms do have to make this investment into the future, and therefore, if they combine, that can help. There's a huge shortage of people and staff. So again, there's a feeling that if they combine, maybe they can create more teams. And so we are seeing that those combinations take place and we're seeing a real drive for that uh, across the profession. But at the same time, I think there's still there's still firms very much standing by themselves. But the, the, the important thing is they need to have clarity of direction and they need to be thinking about succession and bringing on the next level of professionals and the whole sustain sustainability of the firm, the whole strategy of the firm. So there's no, it's not inevitable, but there is definitely a move towards that consolidation and merger in the profession at the moment. And it's not a time for firms to be isolated and alone, given the global world we're in. No, partnership is more important than ever before. And it goes back to servicing their complete client needs. So they firms more and more specialise in different areas or focus on particular types of client but then they need to service them more widely and the best way of servicing someone is through a trusted network or association where you can pass on those needs and and bring in someone to help and actually one of the best things an accounting firm can do is be by their client's side and help them navigate the world and that doesn't mean they have to provide the solutions like you say doing it through partnership is in itself 
adding massive value to the client. So sum up the last two or three years for us, we had the pandemic, obviously, which was unprecedented. But what lessons do you feel we've learned about what succeeded and what has failed in recent times? To me, in terms of what has failed, if I look at my, my own career, and I'll just give you an example of this, it's, it's the failure is often when we assume one size fits all. And we take that approach and we say, this is what an accounting firm looks like. This is what the staff should do. And this is the path they should follow in, in their career. And that has failed that model. So when I started, I am a professional accountant myself. And I remember one of my first days when I came in with my fellow trainees. And we were actually asked to stand against the wall. And one of the partners asked us to pull up our trousers or, or pants for our US listeners uh, and, and have a look at our socks. So they had, they went down the line and they looked at my socks and I'm embarrassed to say, Rob, at the time I had white socks on and I, they said white socks are not appropriate in the workplace. And a few people had coloured socks and we were asked to go home and we had to go home and change our socks and come back in to work. Now, that was the kind of model of a county firm that an accountant would look the same, they'd follow the same career path and they would uh, do the same type of work to move on in their career. Now, if I compare that to today and, and su a successful example, I was talking to a professional at one of our firms very recently who had actually left a circus to become a professional accountant. So they were a performer in, in, in Cirque du Soleil and they were th thinking they're thinking about their career and they thought, okay, this is great. I love, I love performing, but I can't do this all my life. So maybe I should be doing something else. And what an accountant's firm had done, it said, we love the fact you're a performer. We love the fact you're working in Cirque du Soleil. Come into our firm and what we'll do, we'll give you time off during, they, they, they've got time off now during the panto season. So they're able to go off and do, do, do the, those performances. We're going to match you to our entertainment clients and we're going to really put you out there to kind of really understand them and talk to them. And that's a fantastic example, I think, because that's what is working. It's where the accounting firm is trying to understand their clients. They're recognizing their clients are diverse and they have different backgrounds and needs. And they're actually recognizing their team are diverse and they're making a strength. And that person was absolutely delighted to be a professional accountant, absolutely delighted. Thought this is the best career move they'd ever had. They hadn't sacrificed who they are in terms of their art and, and, and their performance, but it had become a strength for them within this accounting firm. Certainly great lessons there about what succeeds in embracing all kinds of talent to grow your firm. Absolutely, and a totally different outlook. Well, let's look at 2023. It's difficult to make predictions for sure, but what do you feel will be some of the challenges that individual accountants and firms will have to overcome the, bit, uh, the biggest challenge and you'll hear this all the time and anyone i talk to any of the firm they'll say people that that from the firm's perspective that's the biggest issue and that's people across a whole range of fronts is keeping their own people making sure they're looked after because it's it is a stressful environment there's a lot of work to be done it's having enough people to do the work that's coming in so that's a challenge. And then it's also the right skills and capabilities. So that more of that advisory and value added mindset, which is very difficult to develop. So that, that's the number one challenge affecting the firms. But then that leads to other types of challenge as well, because clients are looking, firms are looking hard now at their client base. They're having to make really difficult choices about actually which clients do we want? And do we start to say no to some clients and we focus on the ones which are, are going to be more aligned to where we want to go as a firm in the future, but that's tough. It's a really tough thing to do. So looking into 2023, there's gonna be more of those tough decisions. And what I say to the firms is they really need to become almost like a speedboat. They have to have a speedboat men mentality, not a big container ship approach. So a container ship obviously takes a long time to change direction. We're in an environment where 
the client needs are going to change very quickly. It's a difficult economic environment. There's going to be different opportunities come in and they have to be able to flip and change and look at new services very, very quickly. And that, that means having very nimble decision making. And many accounting firms are not structured for that. They're still partnerships. They're taking a long time making decisions. They'll get together to make decisions about where the Christmas party will be. You know, they don't need to be involved in any of those types of things. So again, it's a challenge to be more of a modern organization that is able to flip and turn very, very quickly to meet client needs. What about opportunities, Steve? What do you feel are the biggest for accountants coming up? There are some great opportunities, I think. And there's a great quote, you probably heard it, I'm sure Rob, You've heard this before because uh, you're great at, uh, at bringing different quotes in for um, to, to capture exactly uh, the situation. But there's a quote from Senna, the, the famous uh, Brazilian uh, uh, race car driver, where he he says, "When the sun is shining, you can't take you can't overtake 15 cars. It's impossible. But when it but it's when it's raining, you can absolutely take over 15 cars. And that I think is a perfect message because it's a difficult environment." Many accounting firms are out there thinking, how can we survive? How can we get the people to even do the jobs on our books? What a massive opportunity to actually make a big step forward. And that those step forwards could be in a whole range of areas. There's going to be more M&A activity they can help with. There's new, probably new businesses, innovation, entrepreneurs, making those tough choices about what the clients to service in the future. There's new opportunities around environmental and social governance, which a firm could be embracing and starting to look at those areas, embracing using technology in a more efficient and effective way, using offshoring and being more imaginative about their staff base. So those steps now, if they do those things now, they can really pull ahead in the market when the other firms are just worrying about the day-to-day. -day. If we look at what separates the good accounting firms from the great ones, agility is definitely up there so they can capitalise on a lot of these opportunities you're talking about. Where do you feel the margins that the gaps will be between the good and the great? Yeah, that's that's a really good question because to me, when you meet a great firm, you know it straight away. And this this is where there's a difference because you get that buzz. It's kind of a, a vibe around a firm and it's everything about their brand, how people talk about them. There's a lot of clarity about what they stand for. The big thing I think, which you can always tell a, a great firm is when there's absolute pride. That comes through when you talk to someone and that's not about size there's some firms in prime global when i when i speak to them and i speak to anyone in that firm they're so proud about the brand because they understand what impact the firm's making they understand what they're doing for their clients there's one firm i'm just thinking of at the moment it's very focused on helping entrepreneurs and when you listen to them you kind of you get a buzz you get a lift it's kind of like this energy that's coming out of the firm and that's and that's because they pay attention to culture and they live their values it's not just putting the values up on a website it's actually every single person in that firm understands them and they know that their performance and how they're assessed is based on living the values and being true to to to, to where the firm's going they invest in their technology it's not just an afterthought it's doing the, the minimum they invest in their training for their people and they're always talking to their clients and they've got that feedback loop uh, the particular firm i'm thinking about it's not a big firm but everyone in that firm knows part of their job is to listen and anything they listen and hear they feed back to everyone else so all the time their brand's evolving their marketing's evolving their product offering is evolving their partnerships are evolving all based on a very clear vision of who they are and where they're going and that that to me is a big that that's a great firm you get good firms doing good things a great firm is the one who's create that vibe and that buzz around them. Well, let's go 
to the other end of the scale. If there's great, then there's good, then there's below average or underperforming firms. What And there are many reasons for that. What do you think might happen to those perhaps complacent accounting firms that can't adapt or won't change? That's a great question. And the easy thing to say there, I guess, would be they won't survive. Right? Some won't survive. But actually, I think there's a worse scenario that they do survive because I think I think what will happen is there's so much demand for accounting services and many of the firms are making these tough calls about there's certain clients they don't want, difficult clients, clients that don't add much value, clients which make their staff's life miserable. They're dropping them. They don't need them. There's other there's other services out there. There's more high value advisory services coming coming through other people they can work with, which will help the firm get to where they need to be. So there's lots of people out there who probably need accountants. Where they're going to go, probably to those firms which aren't doing any of the change, you haven't got much choice apart from accepting them. Now, what those firms are going to be very unhappy places. And they're going to be places where they're constantly losing staff. The people who do stay have kind of probably staying because they haven't got much alternative. They're not going to be very motivated. And their margins are going to be eroded because of the fact that they're not efficient. They're not doing the things they need to do to be efficient. Uh, they're probably losing work. Um, to 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 others any good work to others so i think that's that's it's all probably more miserable than surviving in a way and no one will want to buy the firms because they won't really have much value value related to lots of impact there for firms that don't digitize don't make it differentiate enough to attract good people but in a way you're right firms are like cockroaches it's hard to to kill them and move them away because people always need accountants so it'd be interesting to see what happens there in terms of the the people that serve the accounting profession, we could say the vendors there and the software, we could say people like you and Prime Global and the Associations Networks Alliances, maybe even the professional institutes and the governing bodies, all of those people trying to help the accountants be better. What do you feel is coming up for them in the next year? There's huge opportunities actually to help and again partner with firms to help them uh, achieve what their clients are going to need in the future so depending on the jurisdictions there's things like making tax digital in the uk which is a huge opportunity for many vendors uh, all the firms i talk to they're all out there assessing the different tax packages out there in the market at the moment so even if they even if the vendor doesn't know they're being assessed at this point and so that's a, that's important for them to jump in and take those opportunities SEC in the US, there's new requirements around, again, ESG, scope-free reporting, which is all about the company's uh, impact on their wider value chain. All of that's coming through, so there's opportunities for vendors in that space. People development, so actually attracting people and bringing them into the workplace, that's really important. So there's huge opportunities there for groups like Prime Global, for the accountancy bodies, and actually new technology and innovation as well. There's, there's a group we're working with called LumiQ, and LumiQ are really interesting. They have a, a technology platform, and it's all built on podcasts. And you know, Rob, you've been an innovative in podcasts for many, many years. So they've got this whole podcast offering around different themes, which, which professional accountants are, are needing their development. And once you listen to the podcast, you do a small test, and it's recognized for continuing education. The next generation love it. It's bite-sized. You can do it anywhere. You can do it when you're out walking the dog. You can do it on the plane. It's fantastic. So for vendors who have, and maybe Rob, you should be taking all your podcasts and putting them onto an app that people could use, because I think it would be it'd be very well received. But but for vendors who can support in people development, there's a huge market there because that's needed for the future. And I think the other one is practice management as well, because it goes back to the speedboat mentality. How can you make quick decisions and unless you have a dashboard of knowing exactly where your profitability is 
more and more firms are, are dependent on new business because the annuity type work is actually dropping off like audit for example so you're, you 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 might be doing well but you have to be generating a pipeline of new business coming through so you needed that you need to be able to run in your firm like a business and that that takes good information it takes understanding margins and understanding pipelines so anything that a vendor can offer around overall firm management is also going to be very well received and I go back to that emerging area of ESG. It's not well served enough yet by different vendors, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge in the next 18 months as it gets pushed through supply chains. Great opportunity for people to step in and, and help both firms and their clients. It'll be a fascinating year. Stephen Hicko of Prime Global, thank you so much for your time and your insights today. That's been excellent. Thank you, Rob, and I hope you have a, a good holiday season. Improve your practice while decreasing how hard you work to make your firm really fly. Sponsored by Iris.